Good morning, K2. Oh my gosh, I, that song, I swear, I, the more times I listen to it, the Lord is alive. I absolutely, I just... To be able to sit here this morning with you and worship, um, listening to that and then coming in and spending some time with you is just such a sweet time for me. And I just want to say, I'm so glad that you're here with us. My name is Rachel Wilford and I am the Life Together Groups Director at K2. And I have the sweet pleasure and honor to be able to spend a little bit of time uh, today with you on this beautiful December day as we're getting ready to say goodbye to 2020 and say hello to 2021 and just share with you a few of the things that God has been doing, uh, things that God's been doing in my life right now. But I think most of us, we really are. We're, we're sitting here, we're reflecting on 2020, what's happened, all the good and the bad. We're looking in anticipation for 2021. What's gonna happen? What are the changes? What are we gonna be able to accomplish? What are we not gonna be able to accomplish? It's, it's pretty normal for us to do this, especially if, I mean, honestly, I think last year, 2020, if we look at Facebook memories, especially, we can look back and we can see everyone was like, this is my year. Everyone had all kinds of ideas and hopes and dreams of what they were going to do. We were posting all over social media, all of this stuff. And then 2020 hit us and, you know, everything took a big turn on us, right? We hit the pandemic. We've got social unrest, economic distress. We've got everything and then even in the midst of that, we have so many things. Every single one of us has been going through things in our own lives. But I want to walk through a little bit of a story real quick before we start to look too far into what we can do in 2021. So a couple of years ago, I had an opportunity to join together with a couple of friends and go do something I'd never done before. Now, any of you who know me love, if I can gather a group of people and go do something wild and crazy, I'm all in. So of course, when I get invited to join a team of runners, which I was not, I decided absolutely, let's do this thing. So we decided to do the Ragnar Relay. And I don't know if you know anything about this event, uh, but it's a, a basically a day and a half long relay event where you have 12 runners and you break off into two vans, six runners each, and you go through and each of you have to run three different times as you go through the relay. So you've got to be able to be able to run a little bit and then run a little bit later and run a little bit later again. So having not been a runner, I knew I had to prepare for this event more than I probably had ever prepared for any kind of event before. I started out not being able to run even probably a minute without having to stop, where I got to the point where I was doing upwards of over 10 miles without having to stop for any kind of a breather. I started adding in runs up and down the Cottonwood Canyons to help get my legs and joints ready for that kind of pressure. I started adding in double runs, one in the morning, one in the evening. I just knew I had to be ready for this thing for two reasons. One, I was not going to die on that event. And two, I had 11 other runners that were relying on me to help me to help get us through to the finish line. So the day kicks off. We have a great time. Our first run is awesome. The girls' van goes, and then we hand off to the guys. And then we, we take off, and ours ends up being in the evening. Now, my second run ended up being eight and a half miles at 3 a.m., and I will tell you, I was feeling the pressure at that point. And I was so glad I had trained as hard as I had, because not only am I now in the cold, I've got the elevation I'm, I'm most of the time by myself in the dark because the vans can't be with you the entire time. And I could feel it start to set in. But every time it starts to get really hard, the van would pull up next to me and these ladies are hooting and hollering at me, throwing me water bottles, you know, doing all they can to keep me going. And it was the idea that in a couple miles, I was gonna be done and I was gonna be finished. So one more foot, one more foot, one more step, one more step, hand off to the guys, then it's our turn again. At that point, the fatigue had actually fully set in. Emotions were high in our van. Uh, all of our muscles had started cramping up. 
but I couldn't rely on the last two legs that I had just done to get me through the last one. It wasn't going to get me across the finish line and it wasn't going to let me hand off the baton to the guy's van. What I had to do, and I definitely couldn't rely or think about the muscle tension or the fatigue that was setting in or how badly I just wanted a nap or a shower. I had to think about that finish line. I had to think about getting over that so that I could keep going. And so there I go. I jump out and I head off on my run. And I actually, you guys, I had the best run of my life. My personal best time, probably still to this day. I hit that thing so hard that I crossed that finish line and I, my van hadn't even gotten there yet. I beat them to the end of it. But I hit that so hard, I left everything on the course that everything cramped up when I stopped running. My hip went out of socket and I couldn't walk. I was in excruciating pain. Everything seized up on me. But I will tell you, I still can feel the joy of what that experience was like. And it was far greater than the pain that I experienced. So sometimes the things that we do, they're not easy, but they're absolutely worth it. And I know as we're heading into 2021 and all of us are wondering, that was really hard. We're reflecting on how hard that was. We're thinking, is this going to be worth it as we head in? I want to promise you, it is going to be worth it. But maybe you're like me. Maybe you haven't gone into every event. I've done a lot of events where I didn't hit them as hard as I hit that one. I've done a lot where I didn't train at all or barely at all. And I showed up not ready to be there. I also showed up in 2020, not fully on. And a lot of different things got me distracted over the, day, over the time. And maybe you're like me. Maybe the distractions of 2020 hit you hard where you have days like I do where you don't want to admit how hard it was. Maybe you hit 2020 super excited. You're going to hit your health and, and wellness goals. And now you got the COVID-15. Maybe remote teaching your, stu- your kids at school and then also working at home had you where you couldn't focus on work and you missed out on a promotion. Maybe you lost your job completely and you had to redirect your focus. Maybe the isolation put you in a state of depression and you started coping in unhealthy ways. I think there's a lot of maybes and a lot of perhapses that all of us have experienced that took our eyes off of the prize, that took our eyes off of going forward. We started looking to the side and we started looking back. I know I'm not alone in this. And I know many of us are facing, what is 2021 going to look like? How can I keep going forward? How can I keep my eyes on the prize? Well, the awesome thing for us as believers is that God gives us a powerful message to let us know how we can do that. And I absolutely love how he says in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Paul knew that like any other athlete, you can't stop training. Every single day, you have to keep your eyes forward. You've got to keep your eyes on that prize. It isn't easy, but it's absolutely worth it. So later in Philippians, Paul takes us through this personal account of his. He's in prison and he's sharing with us how he can keep his eyes on the prize. So we're going to get into Philippians 3, 12 through 14. And Paul takes us through that imagery of the racer, like the racer that I was in that event and staying on course with eyes forward. When I ran that race that day, I had a clear goal in mind. I knew what I wanted to do. And God has a very clear goal for us. And here's three things he wants us to know are worth it to reach that goal. So Philippians 3, 12 through 14 
Not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So I want to dig in a little bit into each of these verses and share with you a couple of things I feel like God is telling me. This is where we can keep going. This is what 2021 can look like for us as we keep our eyes forward, as we keep striving for what is worth it. Philippians 3, 12, we'll go back over that one. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Now, Paul had this miraculous conversion story, right? The road to Damascus, the spirit of God's there, changes, he goes blind, nobody knows what's happening. But Paul wants us to know very specifically, he's not perfect. He hasn't obtained the final thing. How amazing for us to remember that we haven't obtained it either. We're not there yet. His determination to continue to seek Christ is exactly what we need to remember as we seek after that spiritual progress. Spiritual progress is worth it. We're not already there. And how exciting we're not there yet. How exciting that there's so much more. I'll tell you in that event, in that race, while I was excited that I got done with the second one, there was some excitement that there was more to come. Now at the end of the race, man, that, man, that was powerful. And that's what kept you going. Paul has this overwhelming desire to know Christ fully. And I love that I have that example. And I have the example of so many around me who continue to daily seek after more fully knowing Christ. And I want to make it clear Paul was not saying here in any way that his pursuit to know Christ more fully was in any way um, trying to gain his salvation or do something more to be better. Rather, he was saying, Christ sought after me. And so I want to seek after Christ. And that's going to be our goal as believers, seeking after Christ daily, pursuing him, how exciting that we get to do that daily. Philippians three thirteen. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. So here's two things that we can be dealing with, two camps you can essentially be in. One, you can be caught up in what lies behind in the sense it could be your sins, your disappointments, failures, hardships, those things that are kind of anchoring you back and holding you. I have those. 2020 for me has some where I look back on those things. I sat in that shame again of my past. I sat in the hardships and the, and the struggles that I've had. And it's turned me from looking here, like many of you have done, to looking there. But there's also this other camp of looking back, of the things that we've accomplished, the good things that we've done. And here Paul is saying, I don't want to look back on even that cool story I have, that cool moment I had. Maybe for you as a, a missions trip that was so amazing that you keep looking back on, that was the time, right? Or maybe it was, you just had this really cool opportunity. Paul is telling us, don't look back at either of those because those are going to keep us from our prize. They're going to keep us from moving forward. 
forgetting what is behind is worth it. We have to combat that idea of self-satisfaction. We have to move forward. What is behind is going to keep us from being able to strain forward. I love that we can use these things as memories, reminders, kind of tags that show us this is where we don't want to be anymore. God, show me how I can move on. But also, God, you showed up in this moment and this is how I can keep moving forward. Think of the images you've seen. I had a fun time when I was getting ready for this, looking up the images of uh, Olympic athletes and the, the strain that they have on their faces, their muscles, everything is straining forward. They're not worried about maybe the event they did earlier that day or the day before. They're straining for that finish line. And it's powerful to look at these, I mean, these, these bodies that have been designed and, and are trained to do that. They're, they have one thing in mind. They have winning the race. It's amazing that we know that we can leave that behind and we can strain forward like an Olympic athlete for the prize, which is Jesus. The amazing thing is then Paul takes us into that pressing. He talks about pressing forward, straining forward. In Philippians 3.14, he says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The high calling. I, that, I, that when I read that, in that verse, I, it, was, it shook me, the high calling. Now, this wasn't about a, I feel called to be a mom or I feel called to work in this position. And those are great callings, the things that God does throughout our lives where it's an act of service or a role. But this is the high calling. This is the prize. God is summoning us. He has been seeking after us. He sought after me. And I know many of you are sitting in your living rooms or on your bed in your jammies right now. And you're remembering him seeking you and summoning you to that high calling. The high calling is worth it. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians of the God who called you to his own realm and glory. That call that Paul received on the road to Damascus was the call that never stopped summoning him forward. He continued to recognize that high calling was what pushed him forward and was what his, he was doing everything he could to pursue and to try to achieve. So as I was thinking about this, what does this mean? For us going forward? What does this look like on a daily basis? I started thinking about people in my life that I know who strive for the high calling, who understand things are more than themselves. And so I reached out to uh, Pam Osmark. I know many of you know Pam and Glenn. They are basically, I believe, the face of K2 at this point. They legit will give anything and everything they can to serve others whether it's uh, when I call them to ask them to make me a gazillion pieces of baklava to give to leaders as gifts, whether it's them loving on their kids and their grandkids, whether it's showing up to almost every serving event we have or basically making K2 function as it does. This couple with no regard for their own personal ambition, lay it out with that high calling in mind. So I asked Pam, I sent her a little text one day and asked her, what is it that keeps you and Glenn on mission, that keeps you 
facing forward, looking forward. And she said to me, to put it simply, Jesus is our only hope. He gave everything to us and we can only hope to give a portion back. He's helped us through all the rough times in our lives and we've had quite a few. And if we can help someone else, we are in essence thanking God and giving back to him the love he's given to us. Pam and Glenn are living this out. When I look to people who are like Pam and Glenn, and I'm sure you can think of a few others as you're sitting here, they're the ones that understand that there's so much more, that it isn't easy, that it hasn't been easy, but they don't get held back by their past, whether it was the struggles they went through or the good things that they did last year to serve others. They continue to push forward and pursue and help others because they understand that that prize is worth it. And it's not easy to get there, but it is worth it. Now, as we head into 2021, considering as we anticipate what this year is gonna look like, how can you keep your eyes forward? How can I keep my eyes forward? How can we strive for that finish line? And I have three things as I checked in with some of my girlfriends and asked around, what are things that keep you going, keep you on mission? And these are the three things that I wanna share with them with you because I truly believe if we can sit in this, God is gonna really help us move forward. And the first one is a self-check. And I know that can sound a little bit weird, a little self-helpy, but bear with me for a second. Here's a chance for you to really be real with yourself. Sit down with God and ask, God, where am I off track? I know Dave shares um, and shared with me and, and probably with you a, a practice he has of asking God, God, what did I do today that I shouldn't have? And God, what did I not do today that I should have? God, show me where I was off track. Check in with yourself. Do you have the spiritual disciplines you need in place? How are you spending your time? What are you doing with your focus? The important part of this step of doing that reflection is make sure that God is there with you. Allow the Holy Spirit to direct you and convict you what to release and what to move towards. The second is community and accountability. Just like I had those ladies in that van supporting me, hollering at me, throwing water bottles at me if I needed it, we have to surround ourselves with people who will offer us grace and truth closely walking with us to help us realign when we start to look off track, when we start to focus on one of those things that's behind us. That might mean getting into a Life Together group if you're not already. That might mean joining up with a couple of people as a, a discipleship or an accountability group. You have to reach out and probably seek one of these relationships out if you're not already in one. So seriously, let me know. Let's find someone you can walk with, who can walk with you. Because I know for me, it's those ladies that I walk with that check in with me all the time that are keeping me moving forward. <laughs> and we have to look for ways to have an internal impact. When you are walking with other believers or new believers or non-believers and you're sharing your story, I don't know why I just got so emotional. I guess I was thinking about some of those ladies I walk with. <sighs> And we all knew I was going to cry. It's Rachel here, so you're welcome. <laughs> but as we start to share our story and we share the things we've been through, that is going to help compel someone to see the power of the prize, the power of who God is. It'll light that fire in us 
to keep moving forward as we continue to love and care for others. Pam and Glenn Osmark pour into so many others and you can see that fire in them all the time. Three ways that we can dig in, start our training from a baby runner to a a Ragnar relay runner, jumping in and making sure that we can do this and keep our eyes forward because we know it isn't easy, but it's worth it. And it's worth it to dig in and find ways to stay focused going forward. Now, honestly, I'm going to say, when I was talking with Dave, going through all of this, and I was thinking about what it would be like for us all to turn and shift on that prize and for us to all become Pam and Glenn Osmarks. If K2 became a congregation of Pam and Glenn Osmarks, it's astounding what could happen. Just think about it. What if your home became a home that was driven not on personal ambitions, not on distractions, not on things that have caught you up from your past, but you've kept going forward? Imagine the change in your home. Imagine the change in your neighborhood and in your family. I'm going to tell you, if we got rid of the complacency or the the pulling back from the bad things or the distractions that are catching us going right to left all the time, this world would be quite the amazing place. Now, Paul shared with us the power and the glory of the gospel. He shared with us, we are not to be held back by what's behind us that Christ came and died for us, that we could be released from the bondage of those sins, of those pasts, that in the gospel, we have the freedom to be released of that. And we have the freedom to live out the life that he's offering to us. I'm gonna tell you, as I sat and prepared on this, that was what hit me the hardest. It was hard to even put it all together into words. The freedom I have of being able to pursue strain forward, it's almost unimaginable. You almost can't comprehend it, that pushing that hard, giving up so much of your time and your ambitions is what's gonna keep you going forward and it's gonna cause freedom. It blows me away. There's a, Christine Kane, she has this quote that I absolutely love. As you give God your time, your gifts, your resources and talents, he will use them to have a critically important and eternal impact on this world. As we give our time, our talents, our life, God will use those to have that eternal impact and imagine what is gonna happen. Friends, I'm gonna challenge you right now as you're sitting there in your living room. Maybe you have some other ways that you have used to keep your eyes focused forward. Maybe you've had some friends share with you. So I wanna challenge you, share in the chat right now. What are things that you have in your life that are keeping you grounded? Shoot them out to your friends, shoot them out to your Life Together group. Ask other people, what is it that you have in your life that's pushing you forward? Because I can promise you, after reaching out to about 10 people this week, I was crying, I was on fire. All of a sudden I realized there's so much more than I can do. So I want to challenge you, get out there, friends, run the race, keep your eyes going forward. 
break out into a sprint this year. 2020 can be our year. We hit our stride. We sprint across the finish line. We know it isn't going to be easy because things are not automatically going to be better here in a couple of days. But I can promise you, it's going to be worth it. I am so honored that I got to spend a little bit of time with you. And I'm so excited that as we head into 2021, we are going to start this new series of what's next, you decide. So take that today. What's next for you? Are you going to sit in complacency and sit back on what happened before and what you were able to do before? Are you going to get held back by what was happened in your past? Or are you going to jump in like those Olympic athletes and strain forward with everything you have? Make sure you let us know that you're here. Fill out that next steps card. Thanks so much for being here and so excited to head into 2021 with all of you.